0: A show. Hey guys, can't wait for the next episode to drop? Well, be one of the first to listen to We're No Doctors a day early, only on Himalaya. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcaster some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free and it's the easiest to use and we're adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya. That's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. And don't forget to follow We're No Doctors once you're there. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I've got
1: Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really do that? I just ambushed you, Mike. You're on the zinger. (laughs) Well, hey, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me today. We've got a great podcast for you today. A lot of stuff about health, defecation, surgeries, and everything you need to know about uh, living.
0: And I'm going to do a live colonoscopy on today's episode. (laughs) Can't wait.
1: This brought to you by... Quip. (laughs) Quip. (laughs) Quip toothbrushes nothing to do with what we're talking about. Brush yeah. your teeth and get a colonoscopy. Dude, I love Quip. Quip they 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 do my show.
0: I do they do this one as well. I love their toothbrushes. Um this is Michael Rosenbaum.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, they send you a new thing every anyway, it's hi my guys. my friend Michael Rosenbaum who hi, I've folks. known for, How long have I known you? It's got to be I mean, over 10 years easily. No, it's probably
0: 15, 10 10.
1: 10. Where, where do we meet? Do we meet with James Yeah, Dunn? Sunset Sunday, maybe. Sunset Sundays at Sean Gunn's house. Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing that around
0: 2009. Wine
1: and cheese. So it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. So we should take a picture of ourselves from 2009 at the Wine and Cheese, and now today at this <laughs> We have a podcast. photo of ourselves in a golf cart in the uh, in Peachtree.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that
1: fun? We're filming Guardians of the Galaxy 2, yeah. and- We just have a lot of free time because we're, you know, you're you're a bigger character than I am, but we're we're driving in a golf cart and just going through the city and this is a little city right outside of Atlanta near Pinewood
0: Studios and it's like a big golf cart city. It is. It's not even a city; it's a town. But there's like trails, and we
1: went and got breakfast. Yeah, (laughs) we ate a lot. We ate a lot of good food. Those days are done. Yeah, you just told me about this keto diet, and I don't even know what keto stands for. I'm I'm like lost. Ketogenic. what does that mean? Uh, Meat. <laughs> is that what it is? Do you know what it is, Church? Well, why don't you look in the mic, talk in the microphone, and say what church. it is? You guys know You've you've heard her church. on other podcasts. Say something, Church. Hello. Well, what is it? I didn't, you know. <laughs> I mean, church. What's keto? Yeah. No, it's like you said. It's meat. I mean, you're avoiding. What is it? Sugar. You're avoiding um, anything that's like a, a glucose. Very, you know.
0: very low carb.
1: Because your your body can either run on like glucose or ketones. Yes. and if you run on ketones, then you're actually like, you're burning fat. Burning fat versus storing. You're using fat, fat for energy. Is the idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense now. It's let me. I- like paleo. Paleo, but um, yeah. I haven't done any of these on like things. a
0: scientific basis, yeah. You know, instead of saying this is how cavemen eat because it wasn't,
1: <laughs> you don't eat meat, do you? I do, you do. Yeah. Oh, boom,
0: bam. I, I She's just... a spokesperson for ketogenic. I always eating. I'm,
1: <laughs> everyone always thinks I'm vegan, and I don't know what it is about me that looks like a person who won't eat meat. No, you That's... look like you're pretty badass, you eat everything, you'll rip apart a skunk if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel. I'm looking at you. You look tough, like you know. Thank you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with you. You're not a woman that you want to break up with, right? You, you do the, the breaking up. You do so. the breaking up, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I see. I knew that. I knew she was gonna say that. But here's the thing: the keto diet, keto, right, or tone. Keto. Keto.
0: Ketogenic. Short
1: for keto. Ketogenic. I'm out of the loop, folks. But, you know, here's the thing. I've had a pretty high metabolism, so I'm lucky in that regard. But unfortunately, as thin as I can be, I'm also, I don't want to say accident prone, but I've had five major back surgeries, neck surgery, as you know. So I don't want to lose weight. I want to feel better. So I hear that sugar- You don't need to lose weight. Right. Well, I mean, I could be in better shape always because I just had the neck surgery, so I'm recovering. But I'm just saying that- I hear that uh, you know sugar is a big cause of inflammation, of inflammation. Sure. And so I should probably lay off the sodas, lay off the sugar. Maybe I'll feel better. Maybe I'll have more energy. So I don't know if the keto diet is for me. You would for sure
0: feel better. I mean, you would definitely go through withdrawals for like a week and feel shitty at first.
1: But I don't want to lose too much weight. Then I'll look like, uh, you know.
0: Well, you keep eating carbs then if you don't want to lose weight. But just, uh, well, shit.
1: Yeah, you're not a doctor.
0: I'm not a doctor. (laughs) It sucks when you go through a surgery and have to recover and can't be physically active. Like my trainer, when I started training with him, and even right now, had just had rotator cuff surgery. And he's like a a ripped dude. And um, he was like really kind of going through withdrawals of not being able to work out. He had surgery and then is in like a few months of not being able to like keeping his arm immobile. So he can't really work out. He can't work out one side of his
1: body because it'll just make things... Well, you get sort of atrophy, right? Atrophy.
0: Yeah. And so he said that's been the hardest part for him is just not being able to exercise.
1: Yeah, you know, for me, it's... I went to three surgeons, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, you have a significant herniation that's pushing against your spinal cord." And
0: is this your back surgery? This or is, your is my neck? Ne-
1: neck right now. I'm talking about, but yeah, the back we can get into. But you know, uh, you know, I've, I've always been active. I have played ice hockey my whole life in sports, and you think you're invincible at, at a young age, and then you hit. I'm 46. I'll be 47. Yeah, you hit about. I, I think really 40 is when it really yeah. yes. start. I started to realize. I have damaged my body. It is too late yeah. for me. In a way, I almost have this defeatist attitude of like, God, man, some, the pain sometimes you feel like you're like, I, I, sometimes the, people just don't understand it. Oh, okay. <laughs> people don't get it. They don't get it and they're no. like, oh, I'm sorry about your pain. I've had people come to me crying going, I have back pain now and I understand what you're going through and all those times you were suffering, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it. I get it, now. oh my God, how did you deal with it? For... Yeah, you yeah. just deal with it because it's life and it's like there's nothing better than living, but sometimes there is that thought that like, I can't do this, this has to get better or I'm gonna fucking jump off a bridge. Yeah, I've that, had... That's definitely occurred to me, but that sure, that dude. short is, let's call it, call it ephemeral. <laughs> You know, it doesn't last long. And
0: I've had vertigo since I was, you know, like a teenager and sometimes it's worse, sometimes it's better, but it's usually all the time and you just fucking learn to live with it. You You do.
1: You do learn to live with it. But but... there
0: are times when you're just like, this isn't fucking worth it. Like when you're laying in bed and the room is spinning and you're like. I can't live my life. <laughs> I can't live my no. life like this.
1: My back was, uh, at one point, was so bad, and now, thank God, it's better after I, I fused it finally. but I remember season six of Smallville, uh-huh. and I'm bald as an eagle and um, I'm driving down the road. Our call time's at six, but mine's at five because they have to shave my head. Are you honest. in Vancouver? Vancouver, and our location, sometimes we're an hour outside of oh. Vancouver. And I remember listening to this song that's just the most depressing song ever by the Scissor Sisters, <laughs> and, and I- <laughs> A band
0: not known for depression.
1: Yeah, well, I'm telling you, there's this song. It's I like- um, Take your mama out. <laughs> no, I can't remember this song. It's kinda like another world. I, I'll have to play. We'll have to, I'll look it up. I can't remember, but I played it on repeat. That's how depressed I was. Like, I wanted to embellish the depression. I was in so much freaking pain, and I remember driving to work at 4 a.m. in the pouring rain in Vancouver, and I remember there's this bridge I was going over, and I'll never forget it. I, it was the first time since high school that I had such a dark thought, and I go, I just want to yank this fucking it's like Tommy Boy. I'm just get My dad done. I just want to yank the goddamn wheel off the road. You know, I mean, I felt like I was just like immense pain, ex- extreme exhaustion, and all those things are not a good recipe for health. Tired, pain... Everything mixed in, and I just, uh, yeah, there was a moment there, and yeah, some somehow you, you fight through it, but you gotta search. There's, everybody always has an answer. You notice how everybody always has an answer for everything. Yeah, like it's like, oh, I have a cold. Oh well, you know, there's this golden steel echinacea. You take that with two drops of peppermint, and yeah. then a few yeah, drops everyone's of got a remedy. and yeah, and they, that's it. Everybody's got a remedy, so I get, you know, but I go, you know what? Maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the fucking witch doctor that's going to help me. Maybe this is the person, so I always listen. I have so much crap in my cabinets from people saying this works. I'm willing to give it a shot. If you see me writing,
0: looking at my phone, I'm I'm writing down episode titles.
1: What's this title going to be?
0: It might be Everybody's Got a Remedy.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's like, no matter what, it's like, oh, my foot hurts. Have you tried stretching? Yeah, motherfucker. I stretch my foot. Yeah, but look, it really, there's a certain stretch that you can do. And it's like, so I've dealt with that my whole life. And people, you know, have you read Sarno's book, Uh, Heal Back Pain with Your Mind? Mind over back pain? I'm like, listen, fucker, I have broken screws in my back. Mind over back pain ain't in it for me.
0: I remember there was uh, two weeks we were... It was the last two weeks of shooting the Sarah Silverman program, and we all kind of knew that this show was probably not going to come back, and this was, like, my first acting gig. Like, I hit the jackpot, and I have vertigo in general, but I think the stress was making it worse, and there was, like, two weeks where I was so fucking dizzy, like, I would wake up and I could barely stand, and I would go to set and, like... Power through it, and like they'd say, cut, and I'd have to grab Brian Posehn's arm for balance, and like hold the oh wall. God. Like, and it was like two solid weeks, and then like I was going to see doctors. Were for, you having
1: anxiety at the same? Because that probably caused a lot of anxiety.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it was stress related. Now, um, but at the time, I was just like, "This is my vertigo is just getting worse." And I remember going to the doctor one day and thinking, if I go into this doctor and he says. It's probably just going to be like this now for the rest of your life. I would have found a way to get a gun and driven out to the desert. And shot yeah, me. I was like, that was. So my if he plan. says this, if he says this, I'm killing myself.
1: I'm the opposite. If some guy goes, "Hey, you're going to be okay," I'm like, I- then I want to kill myself because I'm not okay. I'm in pain, and you're telling me there's not. You know, I mean, no, but seriously. So, yeah, yeah. so he went in and told you that hey, we could we could work with this. Well, I went into an
0: it was an ENT who I went into an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and um, he did a couple tests. And he like before we even finished the the examination, he's like, "I want you to see a cardiologist." And uh, that probably scared you. And I go, "Oh, okay." And this was a Friday. I go, "Okay, I'll I'll uh, try and make an appointment for next week to see one." He's like, "No, I want you to see one like right now." What? And that scared the shit out of me. Oh, boy. He's like, uh, I know a cardiologist. He's in the same building. He's like, I will make sure you can get in to see him right now. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, I just want to rule out heart issues before we go, go any further. So I go into this guy and-
1: It wasn't Bahadia, was it? Dr. Bahadia?
0: I don't know. That sounds kind Indian of- Indian guy, brilliant? It wasn't- He was an Indian guy. Yeah. And it was in Beverly Hills- And, uh, big beard. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. He gave me a halter. Yeah. They thought, yeah. Yeah. I met, I I met with him. So I go into this guy and he's like, does every test like blood work right there on the spot, every sort of test. And, uh, and then I'm sitting in the examining room for like 30 minutes, just waiting by myself. And then he pops his head in and he's like, I want to see you in my, I want to talk to you in my office.
1: Didn't he have an Indian accent?
0: Yes, but I'm not going to. I know, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do I know
1: that would be racist.
0: <laughs> he's like, uh, I want to talk to you in my office. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's not good. If oh, it was something, boy. if it was good news, he'd be like, he'd pop his head and go, you're fine. He's like, oh, no, he's going to tell me I have cancer or something. Oh, and my God. so I go into his office and I sit down. He goes, uh, and the whole time they were doing all this stuff, I was like, oh, is it, could it be cancer? Could it be this? Is it. hypertension, I was like, what's caught, I was like really freaking out, and so I go in and I'm sitting across from him at his desk and he just goes, you're the biggest hypochondriac I've ever met in my life. No way. Yeah, I go, what? He
1: said that right to your face? Yeah,
0: he goes, everything we've checked is perfect. He's like, your blood pressure, uh, all your, you know, thyroid, all, all your levels, everything, your heart, everything is great. And I was like, why the fuck did you bring me in here? Tell me, you could have told me that in the exam. Yeah. You just scared the shit out of me. Why do they do that? And me?
1: why after you get a CT scan or an MRI, and Lord knows I've had millions. I've had some, yeah. The technician, I go, well, how's it look? He's like, I can't tell you that. I always do that. And it's the technician. they never tell you. The
0: technicians are not allowed to tell you. I went in uh, Thursday or Friday, Thursday, this past Thursday, I went into a clinic that just does like x-rays and ultrasounds. Yeah. Because tomorrow I'm going to see my uh, urologist because I, I might have a kidney stone. Or I know I have a kidney stone, but I want to see if it's moved and we have to worry about it. So uh, when I made the appointment, they're like, go get an x-ray. You don't have to go to a hospital. There's places where you can do it. And they referred me to a place. And they're like, that way by the time we have your appointment on Wednesday, we'll be able to see the, the, the results and stuff. And so I go in and this dude dude does all these x-rays on my kidneys and stuff and I'm laying there and he's looking at the computer and he's just a tech just an x-ray technician I'm like so uh, what do you see can you see it can you see the Can't kidneys? tell you that, Mr. Raji. E. He's like, uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it." <laughs> not I'm like, doctor. "You motherfucker, now I have to wait yeah, <laughs> dude, 6 days."
1: Brutal. I and I always, I always do things like the mind the Jedi mind fuck. I'm like, "Just say this. Don't tell me, but have you seen worse?" <laughs> He's like, I can't answer that. Have you seen better? Have you you know, I just try to fuck with them a little bit. They never give you the answer. But I, I think I think look, people always think, you know, I'm sure people some, some of my friends like, there's one or two friends that are like, you know, maybe you have a little hypochondria. And I'm like I'm sure everybody does because when something happens or your heart's beating or something hurts, you're like, am I having a heart attack? That's a normal reaction. Yeah. Then you start to realize most likely it's heartburn. If something continues, I'll call, you know, I'll call somebody. I have like, for me, I have like legitimate issues. Like I was like, you know, I have a a nose issue. That's the thing. I have like, I've had back surgeries with broken shit that went wrong, you know, where the surgery, the piece broke. I, I had... A herniation in my neck. So I unfortunately have these things that are real that, uh, you know, you could ignore yep. and then just be an excruciating pain and go, oh, I'm not going to go to the yep. doctor. I'll, I'll live with it. So you just, the goal is to feel as good as you can.
0: I have the same thing. I, I've i determined I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm just neurotic because uh, hypochondriacs, think they're dying. Yeah. From what, I have a pain in my shoulder. It's cancer. I'm dying. I don't think I'm dying. Yeah. And the thing is, I have friends who always joke like, ah, "You're just a hypochondriac." I'm like, "No, I still actually have vertigo. That's a thing that I have. It's not. I'm not imagining right. that. When it, when I get bronchitis, I'm not fucking imagining that. I have fucking back pain because I'm fucking super tall. I'm not imagining this shit.
1: Yeah. No, uh, it's all logic, but you know people don't get it. But again, once you hit a certain age, I think then people, everyone starts to get pains. Although my grandmother, God bless her, she's ninety years old. Wow. She had she had a stint in her heart once, but that woman, she goes, "I, I Michael, I'll tell you the key. You want to hear the the key? What is it? Don't go to doctors." I don't go to doctors. I don't care. She had this mass on her nose. Oh my God. She's like I'm not going anywhere. We're like, oh, you should actually go." That's a <laughs> horrible-looking growth. And you, and she finally went cuz she's uh, you know, uh, what's the word? She's old. Like, uh no, sh- <laughs> <laughs> no, she's uh uh what's the word when you think think too highly of yourself. You, you got to look good all the time. Uh not oh, yeah, uh, the opposite of modest. Vain. Um, Vain. Could, yeah. Why couldn't I think of vein I couldn't. Because you know why? Because I'm not on the keto diet. <laughs> My mind would be I, so clear. would be so crystal clear. Yeah. I've actually been more foggy than ever. Are you had. foggy? I'm coming out of it. but <laughs> Are it, we two tired guys just it's... looking at each other? Why are we so tired all the time? What was the movie or it? TV
0: show where someone was like, uh, Sleepy I hollow. once thought I had mono
1: for an entire year. It turns out I was just really tired. What's that from? That's so funny because I got mono. You did? I had it. Did I tell you that story? No. I had, this is the first time I'm talking about this. So... Um, I had never had it. My doctor was like, you know, it's, you know, you probably, I go well in high school and they say it's the kissing disease. It's not exactly true, but you can get right. it from water, you can get it from chapstick, you can get it from whatever. And I never had it as a kid. Well, last year was the hardest year of my life because right before that, my show got canceled and it wasn't psychological, but I, I put so much stress on myself and yeah. I'm always in fight or flight when I'm doing shows because I always want to be the best and I'm working on myself because yeah. no one's perfect. So. Last year, I tested the bounds. I went, I did stand-up for the first time. I went up 50 times. I was like going up with like big guys like Rogan and all these scared, literally shitting five times before going on stage, (laughs) throwing up, fight or flight, feeling great after, feeling like shit all day, and started a band, performing in front of people. I'm not a singer, and I'm like, I'm going to take risks, and I thought this was the way to go. The two biggest risks, two biggest bucket list things that I did to say, fuck it, I'm going to do this, put so much fear into me and i was bouncing back with this fight or flight that i suddenly got so tired that you know that there's a fatigue you get when you're like oh i'm tired but i'll still go play tennis yeah i'm tired but i'll still go to burger king it's
0: uh, it's the fatigue that you fight through to go
1: to the gym in the morning but this wasn't that this was you're not going anywhere you're staying right here body It was like a demon, like you're not. So I went to this uh, neuro, neuro, neuro. Neurologist? No. Um, neuropathic? N- nutrition, neuropathic guy, nutritionist. <laughs> 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 Whatever the fuck he was. And he goes, he did all these blood work. He's like, well, your mercury's a little high, but uh, the worst thing is really uh, you have mono. And I go, fuck that. That's for, like, 15-year-old kids. He's like, no, it. people get them as an adult, and the problem is you uh – it lasts longer. It could last up to a year if you have it as an oh adult. Oh, so my God. It's a lot harder to get as an adult. It's a lot harder to get rid of. And I go, what? Well, then anyway, somebody was saying, you know, maybe you might want to get checked for other things. So I did. They were like, you could have Lyme. It sounds oh, like, hang yeah. on. This is great. This, is, this one will get you going. Oh, no. So I went to this Lyme specialist. And sure enough, she's like, yeah, you have Lyme. You, you have Lyme disease. I started taking penicillin shots. She gave me all these pills, all these things. I was like, what the fuck? And I felt, I said to my assistant, Jess, I go, Jess, I don't have fucking Lyme disease. This is, there's no fucking way. This is a hoax. I went to my doctor. He goes, I'm going to send you to my friend who's one of the head specialists for infectious diseases at Cedars. Oh, Jesus I went Christ. to him. He read all my blood work, everything. He goes, you can listen to me if you want. I'm going to tell you what I think. I believe in Lyme disease. People get Lyme disease. They've treated Lyme disease. You don't have Lyme disease. Great. You are perfectly healthy. Somehow you got mono because of this fatigue and fight or flight thing. It makes perfect sense. It was the right timing and boom, and you just have to wait it out because everything else is healthy. But you you got mono. So I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I wasn't talking about because I was—I thought, "Oh my god, mono." And they're like, and then my doctor's like, uh, "It's not like herpes or something." It mono, goes away. <laughs> mono is something that ninety—they said ninety-nine percent of people have had or had and didn't know it and got rid of it. All the doctors were telling me that. So I was like, "Oh, so it's not a—you know—it's not like going around saying I have syphilis." Like, no, you can actually—you get real—get rid of this. I wonder if I had it. But- <laughs> No,
0: because there was a period... That should
1: be the name of the episode. There I wonder if I
0: had it. a period in my early 30s. I was teaching improv at uh, to a bunch of high school kids. At a, they, there was like an improv camp. And like uh, me and a bunch of people who were like improv teachers. And it was like at the school and they all stayed in the dorms. And um, I remember I, I got there. I'd done it the year before. It was really fun. And I got there the night before, went to bed... I got like 10 hours sleep, woke up like, you know, seven or eight the next morning to go and we'd go eat in the cafeteria and then go start classes and stuff. And, uh, I just remember getting up at like seven or eight in the morning and like feeling like I hadn't slept in like a week and was so fucking tired. And I managed to walk to the cafeteria. Like my, I could barely keep my eyes open Ate some food. I felt like I was gonna fall asleep sitting up. Yeah. I, I told my friend, I go, y- you have to, you have to teach my class today. I-, I have to go back to bed, and he was like, okay, all right. And I went back and I slept the entire fucking day. So I slept like fucking eighteen hours. And uh, felt a little better
1: that night, but the next day, same thing. And this went on for like five days. I couldn't fucking. It could have been mono. although mono lasts, usually they say, you know kids are taken out for a whole semester and things like that. And I never had I never had any ailments really except the back surgeries. But uh, I was shocked when they told me this. And, he, and by the way, this doctor said, if you, he goes, listen, I don't want you checking for mono again. I don't want you to check your numbers to see if they're lower or whatever. I don't want it to be in your head. You're going to get rid of it. Leave it alone. You're going to get better. You don't need the psychology. Just to... so, be tired. So that hypochondria or the the the, uh, the neurotic shit you're talking about, I think he was like, look, you got a lot on your plate. You're doing a lot. And if you look up, like, I read an article where it talks about stress, and it says the biggest thing you could do to really fuck yourself is starting a new career, like starting something that causes a lot of stress, that's uh, out of your comfort zone, doing too much, doing too many things. There's like certain things that just you have to look out for.
0: Hi everybody, you know what? Guys are terrible at taking care of their health whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it. Um, I, I know I'm guilty of this. I, I'm, it's part of the reason I have this whole podcast is uh, medical issues, and I'm trying to get better at that kind of stuff. I'm trying to get better at going to the doctor when I need to. you know. But a lot of guys are more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it than seeing an actual doctor. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED, that stands for erectile dysfunction, guys. I'm just shortening it. Don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED, erectile dysfunction, online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. You do this right from your house, guys. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash NoDoc, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. How easy is that? Guys, go online right now. Get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't like to tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy. So take care of it. For a free online visit, go to getroman.com slash no doc. That's N-O-D-O-C. That's getroman.com slash no doc for a free online visit. I'm going to say it one more time just to reinforce it. Getroman.com slash no doc. Go, guys. Come on. Get that ED taken care of hi guys i'm here to tell you about care of now you may be saying steve what's care of and i'm saying listener care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door sounds good right well then get with it it's uh, the new year you know it's 2019 a lot of people have made health goals whether it's to lose weight or just feel better, I've done it. I'm in the middle of it right now. As as listeners, you know I'm uh, I'm dieting right now and exercising, and I've actually ordered uh, vitamins through Care of, and they're great. You just take this uh, little kind of quiz thing. Um, it's actually really amazing. Tell them you know areas of uh, your health that you feel you're lacking, things you want to improve, and they narrow down. Uh, some specific vitamins or supplements that you might uh, need. For me, one is vitamin D. That's because I am a ginger and I never go out in the sun. And the sun is like one of the best ways to get vitamin D. It's also one of the best way, <laughs> ways to get a sunburn. So I avoid it. Uh, vitamin uh, B12 as well. I I, uh, I have more energy now, but there was a time when I was just like, Actually, when I took this quiz, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm low energy, vitamin B12, and I kind of always suspected that. Uh, So it's great. 90% of people fall short of FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. Find out where you're lacking with Care Of's online quiz and get back on track to reaching your health goals. It's that easy, you guys. It can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care Of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. Your personalized care of subscription box gets sent right to your door every month with personalized daily packs. It's re- actually really great and really handy because if I'm just if I've just been given a jar of vitamins, I easily forget when I'm supposed to take them, which ones I'm supposed to, supposed to take. This uh, makes it so much easier. It's great for a busy on-the-go lifestyle, and. Check this out, a portion of every sale goes toward The Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. That alone is a great reason to try care of. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are also available to match your dietary needs. So all you non-meat eaters, all you vegans, all you vegetarians, there's no reason not to try this. Also, Care-of's delicious nutrient-packed quick stick powders can be added to your monthly delivery for an extra easy boost whenever you need it. So, to take advantage of this month's special New Year's offer for 50% off your first month of personalized Care-of-Vitamins. That's 50%. That's half. You know 50% off means half off. (laughs) Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code NODOCSFITAMINS. Fifty. That's N O D O C S five zero for fifty percent off. Get it? Uh, that's of dot com and enter promo code NoDocs fifty. What are you waiting for? Take care of yourself. Go do it now. Yeah, but we're also in a business where we're constantly starting <laughs> new jobs. New shows. I mean, we're still acting. It's and constant stuff, stress. But it, it's still fucking stressful. Do you think we
1: should just? Do you think it would help if we just got out of L. A. and just moved, like you and me, like, Portland? Is Portland? But it rains, doesn't it? I don't mind that. But isn't uh, Portland the number two suicide capital of the country behind Seattle? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I lived in Ashland, Oregon, for a year. I loved it. Really? Yeah. I could live in Portland. I would love to live in San Francisco. That I, place is super expensive though.
1: I, I think like, you know, the more I hear about this, like my my uh I have a friend, he's just like, Oh, I'm just gonna go to uh the desert for two days. I'm like and for years I was like I'm not going to the desert. I don't wanna drive out to the desert. But the more I think about stuff, it's like the more you get away and just do things for yourself, like yeah. just go to the woods, yeah. go to the go to wherever, go for I do a, it all
0: the time. I go to Joshua Tree all the time. Well, why don't you take me? All right.
1: Will you really take me? Yeah. I've never been. Oh, my God. You've never been to Joshua. No. Here? All right, I'll take you. Isn't it just a peaceful thing? It's fucking awesome. Can I eat other things than meat? Like you, do you only eat meat?
0: It's uh, it's a great <laughs> place to, I mean, it's, they're desert people. They're very carnivorous, so you, you, you'd have no problem
1: doing meat, but uh, you can probably find Is it, it relaxing, though? It is for me. Really? You just seem like there's a weight off your shoulders? Yeah. That's what I need. I go without
0: plans. You know, I'll, I'll book out with my agents and stuff going, hey, don't don't call me for a week.
1: And how often do you do this?
0: Well, if I go for a week, it's usually like once a year. But I tr- I try and get out there like every other month just for a weekend or something.
1: Yeah, I need to do that because I think all my trips, if I look at it, are all work. Like, oh, you're going to this to do this. You're going to do this to yeah. do this. Why don't you schedule like five weekends a year for yourself? Yeah, get
0: an Airbnb somewhere cool. Go to Ojai. Go to, you know— Go to
1: Big Bear. Go to Joshua Tree. I want to do this. Yeah. I think this is this is something I, I should do. This is think, a breakthrough. This is a breakthrough. This is like uh, <laughs> being present, learning how to be present. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I, I'd i laugh at that for a long time. I was like, oh, be present. I'm present. But you we're not. But this is also doing that kind of shit is, is something that when,
0: if you're laying on your death bed one day when you're old, you won't be like, fuck, I shouldn't have gone to Joshua Tree. <laughs> I shouldn't have gotten that fucking Airbnb and gone swimming in a lake. You're like, fuck! I should have done that. You, your regrets will be, I should have done that shit more often. Yeah,
1: I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I think that's the key. I think you got to give yourself some time. I think healing in your mind is is probably the best thing for me. I just can't get out of my fucking mind. I can't get out of my head. It's just I'm always I'm always there. It's just like no matter what I do, it's like oh, there you are in yeah. your head. That's who you are. Are you in your head a lot? Yeah. I'm by myself all the time,
0: so I have nothing to do but be in my head. Yeah. But you haven't had any surgeries or anything, right? I had my appendix out and I had my wisdom teeth out.
1: That's pretty lucky, though.
0: And I do have a kidney stone. Um, I go into the urologist tomorrow. But I've had it for like 10 months, and it's at the bottom of my kidney. Your ureter is at the top, which is your where... Your ureter? It goes from your kidney to your bladder. Right. That's the siphon, all your liquids and stuff. Um because my kidney stone is at the bottom, it, there's no threat of it passing.
1: So, it, Oh.
0: But my urologist was like, come back in, like, six months. We'll see. If it's moving, then we'll probably have to do something about it. But if it's still down at the bottom of your kidney,
1: you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I remember, to, knock on wood, i would never had that. But, you know, I just, like, do you ever notice how, like, surgeons always say, uh, hey, your recovery is going to be quick. It's like it, honestly, we go in there, we do this, we do millions of these. It, it, you're gonna feel instantly better, and then you're
0: the guy with the complication.
1: And then seven <laughs> weeks later, they're like, "Oh well, it was bigger. It was bigger than we thought." And then you go to your friend who had surgery, and like, "Yeah, they always tell you that. Oh yeah, it's just like padding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I mean, this guy was a great surgeon. There's no. Is this is your neck or your ne- was... this was the neck. So what? Why did you have surgery on your neck? That's horrifying. <laughs> always to me, by just. The way. You know, again, ice hockey, sports my whole life, acting like an idiot, thinking I was indestructible, and then all of a sudden one day, um, I'm just like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable. And then one year later, I'm still uncomfortable, I'm still uncomfortable.
0: God, what like, is it? What kind of uncomfortable? Like, just, it was
1: weird because- like you what... felt
0: like you needed to stretch but could never
1: get relief. Oh, yes. Yes. And it was always in my shoulders, in my traps, in my uh, you had restless leg syndrome of the neck. Dude, it was just, it's just, and it's still like, it's still like, it's it's nagging. Not as much. I feel like some a little weight's been lifted, but. And then they went in there and they're like, hey, you know, you have a substantial herniation, but it's also on your spinal cord pushing again. So the reason you're not getting nerve pain, because it's not on one side or the other, it's kind of centered. And the risk you have is if you do, you you play hockey, not that you play physical hockey anymore, but if someone hits you or you run into each other, which happens, you're skating very fast, or you get in a car accident, there is an outside chance that it's more of a risk not to have the surgery because you could... I don't want to say paralyzed, but you, something, you know, could happen that, right. you, you know, that's not good. So I think you should get this done regardless. And <sighs> it felt like all the surge, other surgeons were like on the same. Did uh, you
0: look, did you see the x-rays?
1: Yeah, I saw it pushing into there and I saw how like it just looked at like the the rest looked like these healthy kidney beans. Right. And then you look at this and it just kinda looks smashed in there. And and then when they went in there, he's like, Well, since that MRI, which was months and months before that, he's like, It was substantiated, if that's the right word, but it just was, it was worse. It was a lot worse. And, you know, it was good that we got in there said, so, Look, you're gonna have some nerve stuff, just like it's, you know, irritated nerves and I got out, and I'm telling you, for the first even now, it's just now starting. I couldn't turn my head, like not even a quarter of the way as I as I can now, yeah. without like nerve pain shooting down my arm. And I'm like, oh my god, they made it worse. And he's like, no, we um, heightened the disc. We did all these things, and so now with physical therapy, is it an artificial it, disc? Artificial maybe? disc, yeah. and uh, they just did a CT scan last week. He's like, it's pristine. You know, th- just be patient, and so now I'm I'm kind of like. Because you're like, you know, people are calling you. You got to do this. You got to do this. And, like, the thing is, you don't have to do anything. The thing you have to do is what's heal. best for you is heal. heal. Yeah. Because there's only one of you. And, and yeah. you know, so now I'm going to physical therapy three times a week. I'm going to acupuncture. I'm doing all these things. Nice. I want to get healthy. I want to not be in pain. So look at this, man. I could turn my head all the way to about right here. That's almost a full It's almost uh, full. A little pain there. Degrees. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, I'm easing into it. So... The goal is to turn your head like an owl. Without any pain. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If I could Linda Blair my head around, I will be very happy. How's the acupuncture? I got this guy. He's amazing. Can I say his name? Of course. His name's Jay Palladino. He's in um, uh, Beverly Hills. And you wouldn't think he was from Beverly Hills or worked in Beverly Hills. He's the nicest, sweetest guy. And so, he just knows so much. And he's so... Good at what he does and you instantly feel comfortable and I've told people that go to him and they they just love him So if you go say Rosenbaum referred you but Jay Palladino, I mean he just, uh, yeah. he knows the body, man. And he, in fact, it was his brother who oh, I, I go, hey, he goes, my brother's actually a naturopath or whatever. And I went uh, to his brother. And like, no way. yeah, they're just, uh, they're guys that want to make you feel better. And I like that.
0: I, I have an acupuncturist and I've been, I've been going for years. You like him? Or her? her. I love. They're the first, I've talked about them many times. They're the first family, they're the first people to ever do acupuncture in Los Angeles. Really? They started back in like the 50s. Or 60s and were often shut down by, you know, the government saying, this isn't medicine. You can't do this. And then finally, it was actually Jerry Brown who's like, no, they can do this. This is legitimate. Really? Yeah. And so, and their whole family, it's just acupuncturists as far back as the family line, like generations into China. And they're like legit. And I find it so great for pain management.
1: What makes a good acupuncturist in your opinion?
0: I don't know because I've only been to this one, and I f-
1: love them. Do they go deep where if you move any part of your body, it hurts, so you got to stay still? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, you ever get that where you're like, I'm going to stretch the my one leg. One, ah, the no, one I'm not, not going to do
0: it. The one I really notice is when they put a needle right between your thumb and index finger. Yeah. And if I just even slightly move my hand it, it ah! hurt, it's like cramps yeah yeah so like i can't check my, I, sometimes i think she does it just so i can't check my phone while i'm laying there bored <laughs> cuz it's really yeah there's but other times i can like get up with them in my
1: back and stuff and by the way have you ever had vager vasel, <laughs> vaser vagal or vagal you guys know what that is out there vager vasel, vasal vager vagal vaser is the word v- vasal Every, everyone in the in Okay, the well, I'm going to like, tell no. you. I'm going to tell you because this is what doctors don't tell you. And the reason I'll get, I'll get to my point because we're talking about needles and stuff going in you know, like acupuncture, right? We good on time? Yeah, yeah. Still got 20 minutes. Oh, good. Because I saw you looking up there. Like, this this interview sucks. No,
0: no. I'm looking for you because I know you can only do an hour.
1: Oh, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. So, um,. With all the needles I was getting, I'm pretty good with needles and and taking blood and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've just become accustomed to it and you can't really scare me. And so I went to this place when they thought I had Lyme disease that gives you these like uh, glucosamine injections. Like, you know, it's like flushes your body out. And, you know, it's like they they hook you up to an IV for like 150 bucks. They're like, you know, whatever. Like, they make you feel, uh, they're going to hydrate you. Yeah. So I went to this one place, and it was like the second time. But the woman couldn't get the needle in my vein, and I looked down and I saw this lump. Like uh, I guess I don't know if she like hit a the bubble. Wrong, yeah, something in my in my in my hand in my arm, and I got really uncomfortable. And I go, I don't know what happened, but for the first time, I go, ow, 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 ow. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. Let me take it out. I go. Then she starts going in another vein and like kind of misses. But then, so then I go. I'm a little nauseous. I don't. I don't know. It's like I don't know. I'm just a little nauseous. She goes. Oh, do you want me to inject a little something f- to help you with the nausea and the IV? I'm like yeah, yeah. I think. I next thing I know, she's on top of me. What? And I have passed out completely, and um, I'm in the chair and I'm out. goes, Michael. 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 Stay with me. Stay with me, Michael. Jesus. Michael. Stay Christ. with me. Listen to me. I have never ever <laughs> passed out. It was the most terrifying fucking thing ever. <laughs> and my assistant is in the room, Jessica. And she, like a few years back, had watched someone die. and oh they were, my God. And they were convulsing. And she said it was the same thing I was doing. My arms were shaking, and I was just convulsing. And I, I don't remember any of this. And she looks down. And, Michael, Michael, stay with me. I go, uh, I not Uh, Where do you live, Michael? Where do you live? Uh, Where's your house, Laurel? (laughs) That's an old joke. Where's your house, Uh, Laurel? Laurel. Okay, Michael. Where I I can't. I just. Michael, stay with me. And finally, finally, I come to a little bit. And they're like, I'm like, um, I swear to God, this is true. I'm not. I'm not making this a bigger story than it is. Call, we'll call my assistant right now I believe you in fact I'd like to call her after this to verify how serious it was I believe you and I said this I don't think church does I don't <laughs> think church believes me um I looked i I, I didn't I, I sit there and I went um very calmly it was almost as if i I had this peace but like f- extreme fear inside me and I go would someone please um Go get the doctor. I'm blind. You, you know, couldn't they're like, see. They're like, "What?" I go, "I'm I'm blind. Uh, I I can't see. My <laughs> eyes are wide open. It's, it's pitch it's pitch black, and I can't see. I'm blind. Can someone?" And it almost brings tears to my eyes right now thinking about how scared I was. And I, and they go, "Okay, okay." And I go, "You you need to get a doctor." Was it just black? It's black just darkness. Could not see a thing with my eyes open. This went on for over a minute of blindness. Fuck that. And um, finally I start to come Fuck to, but this
0: I'm... Fuck this whatever dude, it's I called.
1: I am ter- vagar vasal Vagas. Well, that's what it's called. It's called vagar-vasal. So what the doctors don't tell you, everyone, look, this can happen. Look at it this ha- up. It happens to many people. What happens is you get this overwhelming thing. You pass out and your, your heart starts pumping blood to all the important organs to keep you alive. Kind of fight or flight. And la- like, so that's why you lose, you can lose a little sight for temporarily. And uh, so I kept saying, is this real? Is this what Michael, you had vaguer vasal. It's not uncommon. We're sorry. It's a terrible feeling. I go, why don't you tell me? Well, we don't like to tell people this because then they'll think they're going to happen. And sure enough, I asked many other doctors and they're like, yeah, you had vaguer vasel. None of them were scared. Like, I'm like, this was terrifying. I went blind. Are you fucking kidding me? This is nothing. And they're like, no, it actually does happen. And you guys are looking at me like, We've never heard this, but it does. I can't find. I don't, know how, find sp- I don't know how to spell it. It's either Vaser Vagel or Vase. But anyway, dude, it is terrifying. And the, the now here's the most important part of this conversation. I am going to give you the answer. I am going to give you the quick fix to never let this happen to you. Don't get Vaser Vagel. No, <laughs> no. Make sure you lie down completely when they put an IV in you you will not pass out your body's level Oh yeah, that's blood. what
0: passing out is, your body right. going stay down. Right,
1: stay lying down and you'll never get vasovagal. That's what my doctor told me after that. Just lie down, so now every oh, wait time I minute. get an IV. Vag- vasovagal, I fucked that up. Okay,
0: I wanna just clarify. I thought vasovagal was the procedure you were having.
1: No! That's
0: the condition <laughs> because of the
1: procedure. Because, because of that IV. Because the IV, it was just an IV. It was from a needle. This is passing out. This is what happens when people get passed out from needles. Like people
0: get give blood and pass out. That's a lot.
1: what vasovagal is. So it says right here, your body overreacts to certain triggers such as the sight of blood or extreme emotional distress. It may also be called neurocardiogenic syncope or syn- syncope. The vasovagal uh, tr- trigger uh, causes your heart rate, blood pressure to drop suddenly. It leads to reduced blood flow to your brain, causing you to briefly lose consciousness. It's harmless and requires no treatment, but it's possible you may injure yourself during it. Your doctor may recommend uh, tunnel vision, your field of vision narrow, so that you see only what's in front of you. I was blind, yawning. feeling warm, <laughs> nausea, blurred cold, vision. clammy, sweat, yawning. I don't remember yawning, blurred vision, pale skin, all these things, jerky, abnormal movements. This wow. is what my a, a slow, weak pulse. She said my pulse was so low that she thought maybe I was di- I was dying. Can you, uh, Brandon? Can you
0: scroll up to the I want to just take a a photo, so I, I remember to put this in the uh,
1: vaso What did I call it? Vagal vaser. I think I called dark vaser vagal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I called it, but anyway, isn't that fucked, yeah. man? I experienced that, and it was uh, it was traumatic, man. It was really traumatic. And on my podcast, I talk about. A lot of that shit, and uh, Rob Benedict, who is—he uh, was on Supernatural. He's though. the
0: one who came on our podcast to talk about his stroke.
1: You got him on as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so Rob Benedict talks about his stroke, and it was really emotional. And he's, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I, you know, I, look, I hate when it happens to people, but I like when people are forthcoming and upfront about oh, like great. traumatic things that happen in life. So yeah. I think that's why this show's good.
0: Um, I went blind <laughs> once jerking Be- off. No, because I looked <laughs> at an arc weld without goggles on and felt fine the whole day, went to bed. I've told this story, too. Went to bed, woke up in the middle of the night, and couldn't see. I basically sunburned my eyes. That's probably dangerous. It couldn't be good for you. It's probably why I have so many fucking eye floaters and problems right now. Jesus. I'm dealing with these two massive eye floaters right now. That are What's an eye floater? You know when you look at, like, the sky, or you're reading, or you're looking at something just blank with no with no other textures, you see, like, little squiggles?
1: Do you yeah. see that? Um, yeah. Those are floaters. So you see them all the time. And once you... Those... They kind of look like a little semen, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind I know of. those. Those yeah.
0: don't go away either. You always have those. It's like, because there's so many levels and textures and objects in the room, you're not seeing it. But if you look, like... I I don't know if I want you to tell me this. I notice them when I'm flying in a plane and I look out at just the blue sky. I see them fucking all over the place. Um, And they're tiny. And they usually, if you try and look at them, they, like, move away with your eye as your eye turns. Um, I went into the eye doctor a few months ago because I was having blurred vision in my left eye, which is my strong eye. And she's like, she did a scan. She's like, oh, you have two massive floaters and they're not the squiggles. They, it looks like a fingerprint on my glasses. Jesus. And I was like, what do I do about this? She's like, get used to them. She's like, those will always be there.
1: So now, like,
0: it I, gives me
1: trouble reading. I had two massive floaters this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I um, knew that was coming. Yeah, you did. You know me too well. Um, you know what? It's funny because I just had an eye. I- you know, the more I think about it, we do sound neurotic, but these are just real things that happen. I'm just being honest here today, and I felt like, wow, neck, back, my back, my neck, my pussy, and my crack. Is that a song? (laughs) My neck,
0: my back, my pussy. Isn't that a song, guys? I know this song.
1: They know this song. (laughs) I love how he responds, I know this song, yes. (laughs) So anyway. uh, It's my ringtone. So I noticed in my calendar that I have an annual eye exam. Sure. So I'm like, oh, great, it's easy, Dr. Silverman, he's great. I'll go in there, I'll look at my eyes, and say, yeah, you're losing your sight, gradually, like most uh, old people. And uh, I went in there, and he looked at my eyes, and like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, you're going to keep the same 200 lens, and, uh, you know, your, your faraway's getting bad, your close-up's getting bad, you know, slowly. But, so that's why we can't give you lasics because they're both still continuing to, like, we, you know. So, I said, great. Is that it? And he goes, let me just check your eyes. Puts these drops in to numb them so he can really look inside for all these things. Yeah. He goes in my left eye, and I'm like, great, quick. Then he goes to the right eye, and he stays in the right eye. Cataracts. And then he stays in the right eye. Cataracts. And then he goes and gets something else, and goes, I go, how's everything going? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I'm just checking. Um, I want you to come back in three weeks. I'm like, <sighs> What?
0: You gotta wait. Why well, do three I have to weeks? come back in
1: three weeks? Is anything wrong? He's like no. Nah, look, most likely it's nothing. I'm sure it's nothing, but I I don't know what he. I think he might have said glaucoma. It could be. Like, I have an inflamed vein in my right eye, and it could be like there's an outside chance it could be glaucoma, but it's not. Don't worry about it. I just want to do some tests. You'll be fine. And I was like, I walked out going. I felt like the God, please kill me now. <laughs> what else you got? Yeah. You know, I just felt like one. Like, oh my god. Like I can't here's the thing, and this isn't morbid, this isn't macabre, this is just me thinking I I'm I'm a happy dude for the most part. I mean, I get a little depression here like everybody else, but yeah. I with all the shit I got going on now, with the neck and all this and all like I, I start sometimes Throw another health problem. Well, into sometimes them. I think I don't wanna live till I'm seventy. <laughs> Like, if if this is me at 46, I don't want to be 66. 20 years from now, all this will be exacerbated. All these problems will be worse, won't they? I told my doctor, he goes, not necessarily. Bullshit. My neck hurts now. Oh, we put a disc in your neck. Let's give it a break here. I'm not a pessimist, but I'm just trying to be logical. Isn't it normal if you're like at 46 feeling like, "Eh, ah, I'm in pain a lot of times? Chances are, the older you get, the worse you get. Sure. So why the fuck? Well, tell me what to do. Tell me an option here. I'm not gonna say kill yourself. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna kill I feel myself. Like you're I wouldn't do that. For me to say kill no, 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 no. But there's this other thing that I hear about. Did you hear about this? It's this thing that they give you cryogenic this-
0: cryogenic deep sleep for 50 years until they figure out how to.
1: Just take, how about take off my fucking head and put it on a robot? Put it on a fucking robot.
0: Just your brain, not even your head. Just put your brain in a robot.
1: Fuck. You know, I read about this scientist, uh, this German scientist who... You know, the whole health industry and all the doctors, like a, they had this huge conference and they were looking down on him because he was like, I could do it now. I could I could take this, this person's bre- uh, head who has a weak body that's dying and has atrophy. I could put a new body on him, uh, a cadaver healthy body and connect them and they live. Was his name Dr. Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what he, they say. I read about it. You can't. You, they can do that shit. Or they're starting to talk about that shit now. W- Look, were he you might reading a- The Onion? Uh, no, no. it was a real, It's a real... I'll send you the article. But it was about a guy who was like, I can do this now. He's like, there's no doubt about it that we could attach a head to a different body. You know we what that means?
0: He has probably already done it in his basement somewhere. There's a fucking Guaranteed. robot with a man brain. I mean that, Wouldn't that be great. It's Could you imagine? Sex ro- he has a sex robot. Could you
1: imagine, though, age? Like, honestly, forget your kidney stone, forget your fucking <laughs> all this stuff. You'll still have your fucking, your, uh, Vertigo. Anthony Stewart. What's his name from Wonderful Life and Vertigo? <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart thing.
0: <laughs> I couldn't even no, say that. No, because I think it's an <laughs> inner, inner ear. I think it's an inner ear thing. If they took my brain out, then. Well, no,
1: I'm not say be... saying take your brain out. I'm saying put oh, your just my head, head on another body. I, I'd still have Vertigo. I don't want that. Well, that's what I'm saying. For you, it wouldn't be great, but for me, I think put uh, my
0: body on another head. I could be the body guy. Like I, I'll give my body to science, and they'll put someone else's.
1: I couldn't look at somebody with a different head, like your body, <laughs> but their head. I'd stare at your body while we were talking. My right
0: gigantic now. six foot seven body with a little a little seven year old kid's
1: head. On. Would you still have? Would you? Would you still have your voice?
0: Yes. It would be. A would little it still kid. be
1: Ag's voice? Because like if you're like think about your neck. I don't know. I don't think it would be. I think it'd be some other dude's larynx.
0: <laughs> I would. It would look like those li- when the little rascals get on each other's shoulder <laughs> with a trench coat.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't look at you straight in the eye. I'd be looking at your body. I'd be like, oh. I want
0: fan art of that. <laughs> A little, oh my God! <laughs> A little
1: kid's head on. But my you body. know that's the thing. It's like, how do you? Like, my grandfather's got Alzheimer's right now. He's yeah. like my best friend in the world, oh, and sorry. I know he's dying, and I know it's 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 hard. And I've gone through stages of just like, but he's ninety two, and I look at him, and I go, "You had eighty eight years of fucking tennis and swimming and family and he's great tennis till he was eighty eight to eighty seven, and I'm like, like he's forty. Six years older than me, right? 46 times two is 92. He's twice your age, baby. Twice my age, and he lived... Like, he was so healthy. Like, I I envy those people. Health, my friends, health... Health is so important. wealth. It doesn't matter how successful you are, how much fucking money you are, have who you fucking bone, who you like... (laughs) None of it matters. If you're not healthy, you're fucking worthless. And I'm not saying no. you hear that. All oh, you unhealthy, no. Well, I'm one of them. fuck. Listen, what I'm this didn't come out right, but it's just I got passionate. everyone in a hospital is worthless. No, that's not what I meant. I meant that it's not like it's like it, none of that means anything. None of that other stuff. I know what anything. you meant. I'm giving you a hard time. You, but you're right. It came out wrong. But what I'm saying is like my my health. If somebody said, hey. You could be the most successful actor. You could have your career. You could do whatever, but you're going to live with all this pain. Your health is a gift. Your health is a gift. So I'm saying so if I had a choice, like, I'd rather be poor and extremely healthy than have all the money in the world and not be healthy. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. Obviously, people (laughs) can't help themselves, but I'm saying it sucks. I know what you mean. Yeah. It sucks to be in pain. It sucks to, like...
0: Die it's young. all about it
1: quality of life yeah it's like you know it's i think it's a lot look it's like people say it's genetics Forty or fifty percent is genetics. Like what you're dealt with is what your, you know, your mom, your dad, your ancestors kind of had. You get some of that. Like I think there's manic depression in my family. I think there's, you know, there's some other things. Alzheimer's in my mom, my dad's side. So, but like we also live in a world where there's four fast food restaurants on four different
0: corners of an intersection, and it's cheaper to buy a fucking seventy nine cent cheeseburger than a bunch of vegetables and fish and
1: yeah. 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 No, I agree
0: Hey guys, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service That shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes And pre-measured ingredients So you can just cook, eat, and enjoy It's 2019, it's the new year I know a lot of you have made resolutions Like I have To lose weight And that all starts with diet Achieving your 2019 goal is as easy as enjoying delicious home-cooked meals with HelloFresh. Get seasonal, simple recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door every week so you can enjoy cooking and sticking to these goals. It's so great. All meals come together in 30 minutes maximum. I mean, it really is. Everything comes packaged perfectly. The uh, directions are all in there. I just got a box yesterday. I haven't cooked anything from it yet, but I'm going to tonight. I'm very excited. I've used these guys a lot. 30 minutes max calls for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. You can make a family dinner fuss-free with HelloFresh's picky eater, kid-tested, approved family plan recipes that you cook in a family pan. (laughs) You've got three plans to choose from. you got your classic, your veggie, and family, with the option to switch between for when your taste changes. It's very easy. Enjoy fun menu features with HelloFresh's dinner-to-lunch 20-minute meals, gourmet, and one-pot wonders, among more. Get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone by discovering new delicious recipes. I love these guys. Seriously, you, you got to try them out. They're amazing. Take advantage of HelloFresh's special offer for 2019. You get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash no docs. That's N-O-D-O-C-S and enter no docs. That's N-O-D-O-C-S. HelloFresh.com slash no docs. Guys, what are you waiting for? Get some food in you. You're skinny. Come on, eat. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here to talk about Stitch Fix. What is Stitch Fix? Oh, well, let me tell you, it's an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. Just go to stitchfix.com/doctors. Get it? That's because of this podcast. It's we're no doctors, and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. These guys are great. The first time I uh, did ads for Stitch Fix, uh, they did not have big and tall clothes. And I am a big and tall guy. I'm like six foot six. And uh, I was kind of bummed because the site is really cool. And guess what? Now they have big and tall sizes. Perfect. I've just ordered some. And uh, I'll let you know next time I do an ad how uh, how it turned out. But I'm very excited. Um, you'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you try them on. You pay for only what you love and you return the rest. Shipping exchanges and returns are always free. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Free, it's super easy to do. You just go on and do kind of like an online survey of like do you like this kind of style this kind of and it's photos you click yeah i like this no i don't really like these and they narrow it down to, to stuff that you would like it's really awesome stitch fix's styling fee is only twenty dollars which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment get started now at stitchfix.com doctors and you'll get an extra 25 percent off when you keep all five items in your order That's stitchfix.com slash doctors to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash doctors. Go, do it right now. What are you waiting for? Well, listen to the podcast first or do it at the same time. Okay, bye.
1: I think, you know, the more I think about it, it's like I'm back and forth on all these things and knowing that you're on a keto diet and you're, and you're, you're really, you know, it's only 14 days for you. On the diet, yeah. On the diet, and you're you're doing it, yeah. And it it gives me hope because I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe if I just stop eating, you know, maybe I'm eating too poorly. Maybe if I eat the right things, maybe I'll feel better. Maybe I could fix myself. I mean, look, there's it's always worth a try. It's always worth the worst. I've tried. I've tried before. I've done yoga. Yoga makes me feel worse. I don't suggest yoga to anybody. I, I just don't. I did yoga I mean, yesterday. Wh- well, yeah, but for me, some people, they love it. They go by it. It helps them with their life. For me, it's just not the right thing for me with my, my, the way my body mechanics are. Right. But, um, you know, what else? <laughs> Your back. My back. My neck. Finish it. You're
0: the guy I always go to if I'm have if i looking for a doctor. Yeah. Because I remember when my dad was really sick. like And it all started with his knee, oddly enough. You're the one who I I was asking about, like, uh, orthopedic surgeons and stuff.
1: And I, you know, by the way, I love, some people probably hate, like, people are always asking about, I love when I can help someone. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the, you know, that, when someone has a pain and I feel like, oh my God, I can help them because I really do know a great doctor and I've helped friends and I feel that gives me purpose in a way. You know, and by the way, I'm not. You know, these things on your show. I mean, this is what you talk about. It's, it's not like That's why I, I love this, and I love it too. And I never talk about a lot of this shit, but. I I don't go to everybody going, hey, guys, I had this, and I have that, and I have this. And most of the time, you don't know. Most people who don't know me don't know these things. I go on set. I'm not going to complain about anything. I'm going to do my fucking job, and I'm going to suffer through the pain, and you're going to suffer through the vertigo, yeah. and we don't want anybody to know we've been But I think a lot of people deal with shit, and they just cover it up, and it's good to kind of say, hey, I'm human, and this is me, and this is this is the shit that happens to people.
0: That's why I like having this podcast, is I can talk about it completely openly, my mental health especially, because there there wasn't internet when I was, you know, in my twenties and dealing with this yeah, shit and man. like felt completely isolated and like nobody knows what I'm going through. I'm having fucking five
1: panic attacks a day. No one gets this. Yeah, I can't relate to anybody. It's embarrassing. Why is this happening to me? You know, that's mental health stuff. Is that that is that's what my podcast? A lot of times we talk about that stuff. By the way, you you got to come on. I've been telling anytime. You my, you really?
0: Mike's got a podcast called Inside of You, which is great.
1: Yeah, it's called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. And you know what's funny? It's like I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was just doing another podcast, and then I realized. Wow, Uh, I'm opening up. I'm being vulnerable to these celebrities or athletes, and they're starting to open up. And you know, like Jennifer Love Hewitt was crying, and Kristen Bell was talking about her depression, and Zach Levi cried, and like it's like Macaulay Culkin was talking about dark shit. I'm like, I love this because people listening, it's not about like, oh, what celebrity party did you go to? It's just two people who you know, have fears, who have had anxiety, who have had... Some people, you go in there and they haven't had a lot of issues. But we, I find something. I know, that's amazing. Everyone has something, trust me. Yeah. So it is funny. So yeah, have a listen if you want. Um, definitely. Well, I think we're good. Dude, this was... God, we covered a lot of shit. We didn't even get into your back. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Talk about my back for a minute if you want. What, how many surgeries have you had on your back? I've had five. Five. The last one was a fusion, which really Five. saved me. Yeah, and I've and I've been I've been doing pretty well since for about I'd say ten years now of not having back surgery. The last one was ten years ago, but um, a lot of people will get these things called microdissectomies, um, laminectomies, which are shaving the discs down. And I always find that those are temporary, like they last a couple of years, or they might last whatever. But ultimately. If you can get an artificial disc or if you can get, like, if you're, you know, a candidate, a good candidate for it, or if you get, like, a fusion. Fusion, I wish I would have had. I suffered for over 10, 12 years, and God, I wish I would have met this one doctor who said, just let's fuse you. Fuse you at that level. You're going to use a little mobility. It wasn't even that much. What is fusion? Fusion was when they just fuse those to get the You know, your disc is bad, so they just fuse to the next level oh, they they, yeah. fu- they fuse it so there's no mobility there there's no and a lot of times the mobility is what's causing the pain it's rubbing against what, right, the nerve right. or whatever or the facet joint. basically
0: like welding it to the
1: yeah it's like hey this is taken care of you're not gonna have this problem here because it's it's just not it's not moving around anymore it's just solid and this one surgery dude was the worst where they go well there, there's this thing called i'm not gonna say the name because yeah, there was sort of a lawsuit that I had with them, and I, I don't want to get into <laughs> a it. A defamation but, suit. Well, <laughs> no, but they, uh, you know, they said, "Hey, we're gonna. There's this new device, and it will help you with mobility, and it's better than fusion. So let's do this." And I went with it. So first, they cut you open from the front, uh, and they move all your organs off to the side. Yep and they put some device in you and then they stitch you up and then they t- flip you over during the surgery for like a 5 or 6 hour surgery and they cut me in two places and they do whatever else they have to do and they put screws and bolts and plates and all this shit and you wake up wanting to die and uh, you uh it takes some time and it was and then after about 8 7 months i felt fucking awesome best really? shit of my life ripped like, I could fucking move a mountain. Really? I mean, people were like, dude, you've never looked this good. And about two months later, I go, huh, that hurts. I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's fine. Another month, I go, man, that's not going away. Now I stopped working out a little bit. Just I'm movement. I'm in pain. Like, something's going on. And uh, finally, I went in, and the doctor looked at my MRI and goes, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. You're fine. So then I went on another two and a half months of horrible pain. And I went back to the doctor and said, hey, something is fucking wrong. I have I know my body. So another doctor looked at the same MRI from two and a half months ago and goes, oh, we missed this. The device broke inside you. Uh, so, I'm so sorry. How does it break? Isn't it made out of like titanium or something? There's a whole story for that. But the, the device <sighs> broke. And so... Finally, I waited about another year or two, and I had this surgeon come in, and he took what screws he could out, fused me. But if you look at my spine now, you'll see a broken screw just sitting in there. You'll no. See, you'll see plates. Does it set off Yeah, uh, I'll send you a picture. You can post it. Does it set off uh, a nerve No, no, something like that. And every doctor that I've talked to, oh, it's not going to affect you. It's titanium. It's not going to get in your bloodstream. Not, he's like, you know, it might cause a little discomfort for you. So eventually, if you're having pain, we could take those out. It's a minimal surgery, which is fucking <laughs> bullshit. Uh, yeah. But, Sounds
0: like major surgery.
1: Yeah. every Let me tell you something. Every surgery is major. This yeah. neck surgery that they said, hey, you're going to feel great in a week or whatever, every time they cut you open to do anything, they're... It's your spine. It's traumatic. It's, your, it's yeah. traumatic. It cut through muscle and, and, and tendons. This, and... Yes, this is what a doctor should say. If I was a doctor, Rosenbaum, you'd be my patient, yeah, Mister yeah. Ag. Yeah. Ask me what the recovery is going to be. So go. what? What's the recovery like on my neck surgery? Steve, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Great. That's um, all I want. Yes. I I say some people recover <laughs> quite fast. Their Great. recovery is quick. Um, they don't have a lot of pain. They actually feel better when they wake up. Great. Some are kind of in between couple of months to really get back to where you were okay um but you will have some pain could have some nerve pain it's not uncommon and some could be fucked for a good six months to a year or it might go but that's unlikely it's it's unlikely it could happen you could lose your uh mobility in your penis but that probably won't happen not with, Not with me. Not with me, Let's do the surgery I'm, right I'm now. I'm really good with my hands. Put <laughs> me under right now. So it's just like, I wish they would just tell you, like, instead of like, I'm, like most likely it's going to be fine. Just tell me what's, what it could happen. It's, you know, life's a bitch. But I you know just what?
0: want the surgery. Look, if it's going to be painful, let me know. Just tell <laughs> me it will be a success. Just call be- me. Just, just call no, me. No, <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I wish the doctors would just be like, this is going to be a successful surgery in the long term that will help you. You're going to be in fucking pain for a while.
1: Yeah, th- that's better. Tell that's like, that Michael, I, sh- I would do this. You could have six months of pain and nerve pain and all this shit, but you're going to heal and you're going to feel a lot better and you're going to thank me. Yeah. That- that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thanks, so. Doc. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> well,
0: thanks, Mike. Uh, you have anything you want to promote? Your podcast m- oh, inside yeah. of you with when Michael? When does this air?
1: Uh, Thursday. Oh yeah, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, Catching an all new episode. Macaulay Culkin's on this week. It's on yeah, iTunes. It's free. Spotify. You listen to it. Yeah, uh, that's great. What else? I got uh, wine that I, I made. I collaborated with Tom Welling, who's on Smallville Whoa, with me. Oh, Superman! We collaborated on wine with Stephen Amell from Arrow, and uh, the wine is called um, Pure Evil Wine that we we created. <laughs> we did all the t- tastings. It's it's at Knocking Point Wines. Dot com. You can go there and get a subscription. It's, it's reasonable. It's uh, just writing a lot, doing stuff, doing a little, uh, you know, just living.
0: And can, they can find you on the social networkings at uh, Instagram. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh the Michael Rosen bum Instagram, the Michael Rosen bum because it wouldn't fit. Bum, B U M like bum on Twitter and uh, Facebook and uh, oh my band left on laurels. Gonna, oh yeah, left, left on, on Laurel, Laurel Coming out with an album and uh, we're going to be in Germany in Frankfurt. If you're near Germany, come see us. It's a blast. I have European listeners. Do Do you? Go see Left on
0: Laura? I love Europeans. Yeah, I do too.
1: Hi, Europeans.
0: (laughs) All right, thanks for doing this, buddy. thanks for having me. I love you. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you later.
1: That was exactly an hour. Boom. Let's wait, wait. It's five seconds. Five, Five, four, four, three, three, two,
0: one. It's a good show.